Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast Classic. I'm Ralph Quattrucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Deborah Murphy. I'm John Quattrucci. I'm Chris Coker. I'm Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Don't right. call me Shirley. Shirley. The Shirley edition. All right, listen, I'm going to forego. Hello, everybody, by the way. Hello. hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Um, hello. I am going to forego the What'd You Watch, and I want to talk about um, our I want to talk about Bruce Willis. I mean, I don't know if anybody knows, but the, obviously we know the name of this podcast is Yippie Kai Mother Podcast. As a tribute to Die Hard. As a tribute to Die Hard and Bruce Willis. Uh, originally, the podcast was going to be called You're Going to Need a Bigger Boat because I'm a huge Jaws fan. A bigger podcast. You're going to need a bigger podcast. I had our millennials check to make sure that was okay. The millennials searched the web, said it's great. We put it out. Sure enough, somebody already had that podcast name. So one day we had to go, okay, we got to come up with another one. And I said, well, my second favorite is Die Hard. Let's do something with Yippie Kaye. So this, this podcast, which is now five, five years old, Sean, must be almost five years old. To be. I think we're not coming up on our sixth season. That's amazing. Wow. Um, it's definitely and we keep an getting renewed, of, which is the crazy thing. Yeah, we keeps, just keep yeah, getting, keeps getting renewed. renewed. It's, it's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. That is, yeah. you know, it's making no money, but we just keep listening. Well, it's right. the consistent audience number. Exactly. So, Yippie Kaye, Mother Podcast. Neither has the last few Bruce Willis movies. They don't make is any it, money. Is a tr- let's let's be honorable. Let's be oh, okay. Let's, let's You're honor right. the person. Let's not treat him like Peter Bogdanovich. So, yeah, let's let's talk about it a little bit. So, Bruce Willis has been diagnosed with aphasia, which uh, has been that's described. That's the thing that you lose your hair with. That's not the same <laughs> one. <laughs> no. Okay, no. Sorry. This is the one where. Uh, it's like being you, in another country. You have no idea the language. I mean, it's right. synapses all. You can't process it. And if you've watched, as John alluded to, if you've watched some of his latest movies, you can see that um, there was an issue there. Something was definitely going on. Well, the family finally confirmed that he has aphasia. And it's, I don't know. I don't know what the diagnosis is. I guess he's done. No. Well, he's done. He's officially done. Um. And I kind of well, they did say to... they did say there is some therapy that they can do that, like when someone who's dyslexic, they can do some things to help with that. They don't know if it's going to work. They don't, you know, because I, I don't know if they know how far gone he is or whatever. So it's not completely bleak, but he is retiring now. Yeah. And you're saying now, John, that this is not just a aphasia he's going through. Ugh. Debbie, Debbie, are we really? You had. I'm glad you get the joke out of the way because. <laughs> <laughs> we Remember, he's start, the namesake for this podcast. We have to start, first of all. Uh, Sean already dropped the apicia, uh, alopecia, and wait, but those that. one liners, Debbie's one liners. We have to start. Right. Uh, this is Bruce Willis. Them. This is Bruno. Bruno, the Return of Bruno. Hey, okay. a gold, a gold album, The Return of Bruno. I, I should be drinking Seagram's Golden Wide Coolers right now. Golden uh, Wide Coolers in honor of wetting it's dry. Yeah, my, 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 my. I met Bruce Willis. Can I say something. Go yeah. ahead. I just want to say I'm. I won't say I'm kind of I'm glad to hear this because it's terrible. But you know, previously on the um, you know you've been hearing if you're been paying any attention at all or even slightly in the movie business that he's been like weird on the set, and a lot of people at least a while ago just thought it was ego and being a jerk. So I'm glad to see that he's that it. I mean, I'm glad he's not a jerk. Well, I think he was a jerk and yeah. is a jerk, probably. Kevin Smith. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Cop yeah. Out that he did yeah. with uh, Tracy Morgan. Kevin Smith apologized for that. Finally after, apologized. But, yeah. you know, Kevin Smith was put through the ringer on that one by yeah. Bruce Willis. I have that right. DVD, and I've watched all that stuff. And, yes, Bruce Willis was a jerk, probably. But now he's, you know, he, he wasn't being a jerk. He, I think his people, whether it's family or his representatives, were just putting him out there. Right. To try to generate as much money as they could before he couldn't do it anymore. They did a big story on the Ankler podcast with it, with the writer, the um, L.A. Times uh, story. And I was shocked because she found out how much he was making. He was he was still pulling in a million dollars a day. Right. And they were saying, and I know we've discussed it in the podcast before, he'd only do the frontal shots. He had the earpiece. And they always did like with the other actors in the conversation. They said with a, a look alike that wasn't 
that looked incredibly like him from the back. Right. Oh, wow. Absolutely nothing like him from the front. So and, I think, um, I, you which, know. I, I think, John, even you saw some film that he was in. It was like, The sci-fi one was just, uh, it looked like they spent 10 bucks on the on the film. So if they were spending a million bucks a day on him, yeah. all the money was going for him because it certainly wasn't for sets or a but script. But the filmmakers knew if they put Bruce Willis in there, they're going to get well, out. You get some name. Yeah, it's a great yeah. name. And yeah. his agents and his, I don't know if his family, but it's because his family, they've been very protective. They brought him in during, you know, Demi Moore and his the, yeah. the, the the late the last family he's got a he's got a young wife now and a couple other kids i think she has a couple of young yeah. kids so demi moore has been taking care of him so i think everybody knew and as like i said this last film finally said yes we can say that we knew that he had this he could work an hour or two a day um but they put him in because it's bruce willis and bruce willis still drew the thing and you know that's obviously this podcast is in honor of his that of die hard so we all i have a big soft spot for bruce willis was he a dick on set probably as yeah i've I've heard that from people too even in his prime he was probably a dick long like when he was doing bruno and all gotta say one thing he was a movie star you know what i mean he had that thing that you know movie stars have it's him tom cruise i mean you start you start there are certain people that can open a film. And I think that's what they were going for. And it's just sad. I mean, you know, it's life. It's life. It, it happens. It's, uh, but this, this is a guy who I, I grew up with, you know, yeah. Die Hard came out in what, 80, 84, but Moonlighting, Moonlighting was a TV show he did with Sybil oh, Shepard. Yeah. That was his first show. I mean, most of us, that's how, that's how we got introduced to Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's sad. And I just wanted to give a little shout out to him and, um, kind of honor him a little bit and this this podcast has been honoring him not him but the idea of die hard for six years now and it's just kind of it's kind of a sad thing to see this happen i will say that the first movie i ever got on a laser disc with my surround sound system was die hard and that that movie sounded amazing the bullets would come from the back it was just an incredible and it's a great picture anyway but that was the first disc i bought that had true surround sound, and it was it was amazing. And that's a film we'll never. And I still have this. that. I still have it. We won't review it on this. This scene that's behind me is what I use in the open of our yeah. podcast. Uh, and we'll never review the show. We'll never review Jaws. We may talk about it. We may, but you know, it's it's a perfect film. And well, unless they remake it, and then then we'll talk <laughs> about it. If they remake like, Jaws, yeah. we'll talk about it. Right. Let me. They remade West Side Story. What the hell? Yeah. So anyway, I just want to throw that. Anybody have any other thoughts or should we just move on? I would just say for, for people who love Bruce Willis, and I do, I, I loved a lot of his movies, watch the first two seasons of Moonlighting. If yeah. if you want to see Bruce Willis, early Bruce Willis, hilarious, uh, and, and, the rap, and it reminded me of Howard Hawks movies. I think that's what I liked about it, the overlapping dialogue between him and Simple Shepard. But that that catapulted him. To superstardom, and he was a bartender. I think he did the Bartles and James wine cooler commercial yeah. that Ralph was talking about. That was Seed his first Rooms, commercial. Wine yeah, right. it's wet and it's dry. My 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 my. But he's but also an extra. He's an extra in the movie The Verdict. Oh, he's in the in the courtroom scene. In the courtroom scene, yeah, he sits yeah. in the. He's an extra in the. Back. But but most people of a certain age have never seen Moonlighting. Yeah, and if you really want to appreciate Bruce Willis beyond the action hero. Watch that because he he was just I mean he well, carried remember, the show when he, he got was cast like, in Die Hard it was a bit like Michael Keaton getting cast in Batman they're like wait this guy's a yeah. well everybody turned it down uh, Clint Eastwood right. turned it down Frank Sinatra turned it down because it was a sequel to that Frank Sinatra detective uh, right. the de- uh, detective. movie he made yeah so no still Stallone turned it down Schwarzenegger turned it down so I got, um, that's why I got his shirt on there it is yeah. So so yeah, I mean, and and they wasn't sure it was gonna it was gonna work, but he became the everyman. He wasn't he wasn't Schwarzenegger. He wasn't Stallone. He got hurt. He was in a lot of pain. He was scared. Um, so you know, but but I'm I'm just saying, for those who haven't seen it, check out Moonlighting because especially the first season when when it, uh, it it was just brilliant and he was great in it too. There Wonderful. are scenes in Cop Out where Kevin Smith said to Bruce Willis, "Do your Moonlighting thing." As they're walking, him and uh, Tracy Morgan are walking down the hall, and it just, uh, it just didn't quite have the magic that he had. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I just want to throw that out there. So, 
we can move on. Move on. Good luck, well. Bruce. Good luck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Prayers, good luck. Get prayers better. up to you, Bruce. Right. Yeah. Come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. I can I can say this. I, I saw, you know, Die Hard in the theater a couple of times. And, you know, it had come out and made such a big splash that at one point my mother wanted to go see it. And I was like, what? Okay. So we so we're going to, you know, we're literally at the box office. We're buying our tickets. And I turned to my mom and I was like, you know, mom, this movie's really violent because she did not like violent films at all. And she was like, what? And I was like, Literally on the poster, it says one cop, 12 terrorists, and 40 stories of sheer, you know, excitement. I was like, what did you think it was about? Hostage negotiations? <laughs> did she see so, it? Yeah, we went to see it. And she, it was one of those ones where she came out and she was like, well, I liked it, but it was just so, it was just so bloody. <laughs> I was like. It was. It was. I just, what you know, but it was so I, good. When it's I went to so L.A., I have a machine gun. you saw Nakatomi Plaza. That's I'd what always, go to, does. I'd always yeah. go to Nakatomi, which is, yeah. a, I guess, it's yeah. a Fox building or something. Yeah, I'd go there. Um, Century a lot. City. It's just such a. It's just. It's just. And then he does Pulp Fiction. You know, he's. You know, he, there's a lot of classic films. Last Boy Scout. Element, I mean, Last come Boy on. Scout. Oh, I don't know. Hulk. My my cheesiest favorite one is one of his later ones called Mercury Rising. Have you guys seen oh, Mercury yeah. Rising? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He plays the FBI agent helping the yeah. autistic kid. And it's just terrible, but him and Alec Baldwin really play it up. And, um, so he'll be missed. He'll, his presence, and it's been missed yeah. because, you know, he's been definitely sliding. And him and the Kevin Smith sense. had that. Yeah. The What's sixth that? Sense. Sixth oh, sense. yeah. The sixth sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but let's be clear. I mean, you know, there's a chance he can come back. It's not a death sentence. Okay. Well, I, We're making I, it sound like a death sentence. Right. It's not. Listen, so I got to wonder if they, do you guys see the movie Glass? Yeah. 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 I, I got to wonder if part of what was going on there, too, because Bruce Willis had hardly anything to do in that film, yeah, if you watch that film, hmm. after what he did in Unbreakable, which was, mm-hmm. I think, Unbreakable's just one of, one of his best and one of uh, M. Night Shalomon's. Is that his name? Shyamalan. One of his best. Shyamalan. Um, and I just felt like glass. They go, what, what's going on? The guy's barely doing anything. And yeah. I just wonder if that was, you know, part of this too, but mm-hmm. we'll never know. Uh, I just wish him the best of luck and, uh, you know, see what happens. But you have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. All right, but now... As John likes to do, let's do a happy film. Well, well, but before I, mean, I do, I gotta, I gotta switch this out. Wait, after after sitting through the movie where the guy gets buried alive, I just thought I'd like to lighten the mood a little bit. That's all. Yeah. Well, hang and on. I, me, I was yeah. thinking about what to watch, and uh, I, I I just watched the producers uh, for the umpteenth time, but I, I laughed my butt off through that. And I also, you know, we talk about Citizen Kane all the time, so I was thinking about bringing that. But then I said, you know what? I just want to bring a laugh a minute movie. And for me, there is no uh, one of the funniest movies ever is Airplane, uh, which came out in 1980, directed by Jim Abrams, Jeff and uh, David David Zucker. And so so to give a little background on this movie, you know, there's a lot of satire movies that are out now. This was really other than the big bus, which came out in the 70s, which was kind of like this. This is really the first of these uh, spoof these films. Spoof films, yeah. And and how it came about was that uh, Abrams and Zucker's had a Kentucky Fried Theater where they did improv, and um, they made Kentucky Fried Movie. And if you saw a Kentucky Fried Movie, it was based on late night TV. You know, at the time you only got three channels. So one of the things they did was they would record late night TV to see the commercials so that they could insert the commercials into their movies, their spoof commercials. Well, one night, they happened to record the movie Zero Hour, 
which came out in 1957, which is the airplane storyline, but as a serious movie, including all the ridiculous dialogue. It's, and I'll, we'll put a link, uh, um, in the, under the, uh, comment section to, to this, cause there's a YouTube video where they compare the two movies and it's amazing. In fact, it, they had to buy the rights to the movie for only $2,500 because they were afraid that they would get sued by the studio because it was, it was that similar to it. yourself in this man's place. Aboard a transcontinental plane, suddenly half the passengers, including your own son, are struck by a paralyzing deadly illness. And then in the midst of the panic and confusion, the stewardess tells you to come forward to the pilot's compartment. This is what you find. A pilotless plane running wild in a stormy sky. Can you fly this airplane and land it? No, not a chance. You're the only chance we've got. How could he fly a plane again after the horrible experience that had sapped his courage and ruined his life? But only he, among all the passengers, had any chance at all to save them, even though it was one in a thousand. This is Cross Canada Charter, flight flight 714, in distress. Come in, anyone. I want you to get on a horn and talk this guy down. You'll have to talk him onto the approach. And so help me, you'll have to talk him right down to the ground. He's below 700 now, and he's still going down. Stryker, you can't come straight in. You've got enough fuel left for two hours flying. You've got to stay up there till we get a break in the weather. Listen, Trelevin, I'm coming in. Do you hear me? I'm coming in right now. In front of him, the bewildering array of instruments that blur before his frantic eyes. Beside him, the woman who had once loved him. And behind him, a plane load of frantic passengers. We're falling, Ted! We're falling! The mountain's dead! The mountain! I thought these guys were geniuses. After seeing this, I go, these guys, are, <coughs> are they're plagiarists. They plagiarize. I watched Zero Hour today to watch it. Just what, the to, entire movie? The whole movie. I'm oh, telling gee, you, it is, it is almost a scene-for-scene but Airplane. you can't help but laugh at the lines. It's that it's they amazing say. what they did with what they had, and well, not yeah. knowing look that. Nobody, Kentucky Kentucky none of us. In, what's that? Say that again. Even look at Kentucky Fried Movie. Um, a fistful of yen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here's what they said. Yeah. They were going, the dragon. This was going to be the 20 minute film. Airplane was going to be the 20 right. minute film around all the commercials that that they were collecting, and then they just expanded into what they did. Well, now. In the producer, the producer who finally ended up producing it said, forget this commercial stuff, just expand the story. They also wanted to shoot it in black and white, like the original Zero Hour. And oh, that would have been great. Yeah, but the studio said, no. We, and they wanted well, and to use the same kind of plane. they wouldn't let them use a prop plane. Right, they they wanted to use the same kind of plane. And he goes, no, you got to modernize it. Which, no, but they used the sound. They used the sound. To their the credit, they're right. Yeah, they used the sound of the prop plane. It's, uh, but you guys they gave the producer credit that they were right. Have you guys watched Zero Hour? Anybody? No, but we no. will. Oh you my have god! To. Oh my god! Watch the YouTube with her side by side. I mean, it's, That's some the way of it watch is it. word for word. It's yeah. word for word. Oh we have to find you, someone who can fly this plane who hasn't parts. eaten fish for dinner. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> taken life. right from that movie. And Robert so, Stack was just doing Sterling. Wait, let Hayden. me. Can I, I let me continue my little opening? I'm Are sorry, you I just can't. I can't. Why don't you play? That's why I'm playing in the background. Play. You got the trailer, Ralph? Yeah. All right, let's play the trailer. All right, here you go. Uh, for those of you at home, please use your monitors. Stand by for the most extraordinary chain of events ever swept up into high adventure. Hey, Larry, where's the forklift? Forklift! It's over there for the baggage loader. Airplane. Airplane is drama. Uh, this is Dr. Brody at the Mayo Clinic. There's a passenger on your Chicago flight 209 or a little girl named Lisa Davis en route to Minneapolis. She's scheduled for a heart transplant. I want you to make sure that she's kept in a reclined position. 
and that a continuous watch is kept on her IV. Airplane is action. Airplane is romance. I love you, Elaine. I love you. Airplane is music. There is only one river. There is only one sea. Never has the screen been so big. You ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir. I've never been up in a plane before. Peter Graves. You ever seen a grown man naked? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. My name is Roger Murdoch. I'm an airline pilot. Leslie Nielsen. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. Lloyd Bridges. Johnny, what can you make out of this? This? Well, I can make a for a brooch, for pterodactyl, because you're on Robert Stack. All right, Steve, let's face a few facts. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. Julie Haggerty. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Can you fly this plane and land it? Robert Hayes. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. I'm down. Get a hold of yourself. Please, let me handle this. I've got to get out of here. Calm down. Now get back to your seat. I'll take care of this. Calm down. Get a hold of yourself. Don't be one of the fools. All right, now everybody, get in crash positions. The most incredible adventure the screen has ever created. The big news is... Airplane. All right, there you go. Now, see, even now, I laugh at that trailer. It's, just, it's a classic. So, so they, they wrote this movie, and they, they decided they wanted to also direct it, and they shopped it around to the different studios, and frankly, people didn't get it. They finally found a producer who, who got it, who said, okay, let's go forward with this. Now, the only suggestion they had was they wanted Chevy Chase, Bill Murray. Uh, they even uh, they auditioned David Letterman for uh, Robert, oh, wow. Robert Hayes' role. And they've got that. They've actually showed the footage of it. And, and the, the Zuckers said, no, we don't want that. What we want are serious actors because that's what's going to make it funny. So yeah. they picked a bunch of actors who, who never did comedies. Leslie Nielsen really never did any kind of comedy, and they didn't want him. I think he was like their third choice. Yeah, he was the third choice. Yeah, man. Robert Stack, Peter Graves, uh, Lloyd Bridges, who was great in this movie. But as I'm watching the movie, okay, so anyhow, what, what the movie's about is uh, they go on an airplane. They're going from, I'm not even sure where they're going. They're going from Denver, oh. I think, to Chicago. But I don't know where they're coming from. Um and and they all eat fish, and it's it's bad food. So they everyone don't gets all sick. eat fish. Some eat fish. Some eat some fish. Right. Some and, and, uh, the, doctor, doctor, doctor. The doctor ate lasagna. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You had uh, so, and I it's had uh, lasagna. That's right. So the, uh, Robert Hayes plays a guy who broke up with his girlfriend, who's a flight attendant, and he's the only one who can fly the plane. But he had a bad experience in the war, so he's afraid to fly. It's just hilarious. So that's basically it's the premise. Updated, of the movie. But he was flying in World War II. It's obvious. Th- that's right. He was flying <laughs> over Macho Grande. Over Macho Grande. I'll never get over Macho Grande. Anyway, so uh, it's it's nonstop jokes that watching it a couple times you pick up something different every time because that's the thing about like police squad which i loved that show the reason why it didn't do well you had to pay attention to everything that was going on in the background right and people just couldn't do that this is just like that there are little gags that happen throughout the entire movie that you have to be on top of to catch but even watching it, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen it. First of all, it, it, it did $83 million at the box office in 1980. It was the number fourth highest grossing movie of that year. Okay. So people uh, flocked to this movie, even though they didn't even know what it was. It was a very small budget. 
Um, and you could tell by, you know, that scene in the middle with the, with the clouds that are made out of, uh, cotton balls. Um, so they didn't have a lot of money, but they didn't need it. And, and the thing that made the movie so good for me was seeing these actors, these super serious actors read the lines like they were in a dramatic film. And that's what made the movie so much funnier than I think it would have been because they're so deadpan about it. And well, the it was are- also the absurdity of the lines they were saying. Cause I didn't yeah. know, who, I didn't know Leslie Nielsen was only a serious actor. I, you know, oh, when, yeah. when, I, when I saw this in 1980, I'm just walking. But when you, if you, <clears throat> they showed them zero hour to get the pattern right. right. They show them and that this, anyway, we'll get into the, the well, the Robert Stack. So Robert Stack was yeah. having, tr- so first of all, they all got the script, all these actors, right? And none of them got it. And they thought that they were making fun of them, the writers. And they said, no, no, we want this as a serious, we want you to play it as a serious drama. And it was usually their spouses that talked them into doing it. Well, Peter Robert Stack, was really insulted. He was because because also the the lines you know do you like gladiator movies I mean he didn't want to do it ever seen like a that. grown man naked <laughs> so and it was a lot worse than that too by the way in the yeah. original script they actually toned it down but Robert Stack the first couple of days he struggled it wasn't working so they had him watch a vid, uh, they had him watch a tape of John Biner if you know John Biner he used to do a show called Bizarre yeah. great impressionist they showed him an him do an impression of Robert Stack in The Untouchables. And he said, that's what we want from you. And he said, okay, I get it now. And that was perfect. Like that scene in the uh, airport where he's flipping those guys over, that was all him. And I don't know how old he was at that time. But but again, uh, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, because in Zero oh, Hour, in Zero Hour, the co-pilot was a what was he, Ralph? A football uh, player? Somebody? No, he's a basketball. Some crazy <laughs> basketball legs, player. crazy legs. He was a basketball player, just like so. Roger so Murdoch. they did that in this movie, and uh, so I just love this movie. I and I I just watched it last night, and I laughed again at all the same jokes I've heard a thousand times. I think part of the reason why I laugh so hard is it's such a common thing to see now in movies and TV. At yeah. that time, it wasn't. And you appreciate what they did as the first. It's like Halloween. It reminds me of like a slasher film, right? The first great slasher film was Halloween. I think this is like the first of these movies. And and the cast makes it so well. And for Leslie Nielsen and Lloyd Bridges, it absolutely gave them a complete second career that they never would have had otherwise. So I'm dying to hear what you guys think. I'm sure everybody's already seen this movie, but I'd love to know your thoughts on this movie. I'll, I'll, I'll Chris, go ahead, because I, I got a lot to say, but I, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, no, this movie's fantastic. I mean, I, 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 you know, like virtually everything I say on this podcast starts with, I remember seeing this on video, um, you know, and I saw this on videotape when I was a kid and it just, I was laughing so hard and it was because it, it, it truly kind of starts that, I mean, it's, it, it is the modern day, like it is the first really successful modern day spoof, right? Yeah. And a, a true spoof. We're taking the disaster film, you know, we're going to, we're going to. Well, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Movie. Let's be fair. Mel Brooks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mel Brooks probably <laughs> started this with Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's true. But you're right. You're right. The modern day spoofs are all based on this one. Yes. Yeah. They were trying yeah, to do what this one did. Yeah. I mean, and, and most of them fail. Yeah, Some of them are terrible, but some of them are still pretty funny. Um, but this one, one, this one is, you know, and, and you're right, Blazing Saddles does obviously spoof the Western, but this one, it was like, hey, we're going to take just these airport movies that they kept making, yeah. like, and we're just going to go after those. And it was just, just every bit of it is, is pretty funny. I mean, the thing that made me probably laugh the hardest is um, the gag at the very end of the credits when the guy's in the cab guy's still in the cab, like, you know, striker runs out of the cab and he's like, I'm going to give him five more minutes, five more minutes. (laughs) And it's like, he's been sitting there in this cab with the meter running for two hours or whatever, (laughs) you know, whatever the, the amount of time is in that. I I always love that, that final kind of bit and that final gag, you know? Um, And the funny thing is, is is as good as this is. and, And I think it is terrific. It always makes me think of uh, they're they're less successful, but still maybe not equally as good. Top Secret. You got it, man. I love Top Secret. No, Top Secret's great. I love. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, But you know, this is this obviously it's a terrific film. It's funny. Um, 
at one point a woman runs by with no shirt on. So as like a as like a nine year old kid, that was fantastic. Boobies. Yeah, I was well, like, there's that, that and the one and the, the one jiggling, with the jello the, the jiggle. Yeah, the jiggles. Yeah, the jiggling jello. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. It's just it was just I mean, but it was just kind of that silly goofiness. Listen, that, that stuff they snuck stuff. that in. There's a scene at the beginning where Lloyd Bridges is at the magazine rack picking right. on I think he was I forget what and there's a sign that says whacking material. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's right, you know, all the Playboys and all are back there. It's like these guys were dropping stuff in, you know, that to sneak past the, you know, the the the, the MPPA, whatever the hell. And I liked um, the nun. No, the nun reading boys' life. <laughs> and the, and the, the boy the, reading nuns', nuns life. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm that telling you guys, when you watch when you watch Zero Hour, the appreciation you're going to have. For what they did, will just it'll because it they did the they movie, stole the same lines. It makes did the movie yeah. that much better. Like I said, either they they just cheated or they're brilliant because yeah. it's, it's. I amazing. think they're brilliant. Right down to the that scene where the young kids are drinking the the coffee, the coffee. and she goes, yeah. he goes, "Would you like?" No, I like my coffee like I like my men, black or whatever that little girl yeah. says. Yeah, that's just a copy of a couple that does it in the other. <laughs> just. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Chris. I, I it, it's no, just, it no, starts, it's great. Yeah, no, but it's 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 really a fantastic film, and it's one of those ones where you, you know, I'm trying to think of other what they call themselves Zaz, right? Sucker, yeah. and Zucker. Yeah. And um, you know, like I said, Top Secret's terrific, but I don't think they ever reached this pinnacle again. And I had seen, I don't think I'd seen Kentucky Fried Movie when I saw this first, but I have seen it many times since. And that's, I don't know their Naked that's Gun stuff. With Leslie, the movie. Yeah, I mean it's good. Listen, I have all the Police Squad. I just thought Police, Police Squad, Squad is great. Was an amazing Police Squad TV is great. Series. But John's yeah. right; you had to pay attention. And when you're sitting at home, you're not going to do that. It's just it's the kind of. Um, but their Naked Gun, they kind of tapped into that, and they did a pretty good job. That series, you know, it had OJ in there, so that's a cool. Yes. thing. yeah. The first um, Naked Gun's terrific. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. I still kind of like. I, I still think this one's really. I, I think this. Oh is no! The, this is this is the top. Top Secret is close to this one. Top Secret yeah, is. I like great. Top Secret a lot. You know that's Val Kilmer's that, first um, film too. I I just heard um, David Zucker on a um, podcast. I think he thinks that um, Top Secret is funnier. He compared it because he was talking to someone who loved the Marx Brothers films, and everybody always says that Night at the Opera was the best Marx Brothers film, but Duck Soup was the funniest one. He goes. We did it in reverse, you know. Um, Airplane is, you know, is our night at the opera, maybe our best film. But he thought that, um, you know, Top Secret was their funniest one. Well, they had a bigger budget. They did everything. They did that underwater fight scene. I mean, they did a lot of crazy stuff. Well, on in the that Force movie. perspective, they did with yeah. the phone. The and Val Kilmer was great in that movie yeah. too. Yeah. He was excellent. I hear yeah. he's a dick. I mean, sorry, I hear he's. Dick. Well, he's having. Well, he's real sick too. He's Rephrase that, sick. Sean. Yeah. See, that's, these guys get sick, so you have better thoughts, I guess. Is that what's going on, uh, Drew? Uh, Drew, Drew, you're up there nodding. What's going on? Well, Top, uh, when I was point. when I was looking at, I mean, these guys created a whole genre of movies. Yeah, and it's it was interesting looking back. The three of them together only made three movies, and and the Police Squad series. They just made uh, Airplane, Top Secret, which is my personal favorite. You mean I as together as three directors? The three of them, yeah. And then Ruthless People. And then they went off and they made more movies that were right. clearly from that same plot. Like, I love the first Naked Gun movie, uh, Hot Shots. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they also went on to do stuff like Ghost. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, win Oscars and things. And uh, it's it's interesting because, like, they they don't make those movies anymore, but then you've got a whole generation of movies, like not another teen movie and all those right. movies that are scary. very silly, but they're the yeah. same thing as scream. Uh, I mean, a scary movie yeah. and all those things. I mean, none of that exists without airplane. I think airplane is, is okay. I think it's funny, but I think top secret is one of the all timers. I mean, that movie is just, it's just exuberant and ridiculous. And it, um, it's funny because Val Kilmer, apparently this was in the documentary that was out about him. He really wanted to do serious acting in Shakespeare and stuff. And he wasn't really interested in doing that movie. And his agent was like, no, no, this is, this is it. This is the big time. And he's wonderful in it, but yeah. apparently that's not what he wanted to do. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. David yeah, Zucker but- said of um, Val Kilmer, he's like, he, they never really got along at all. And he was difficult, mm-hmm. but then they were at a party later 
And Zucker saw someone he didn't like, and he goes, oh, I can't stand that guy. He said, tells it to Val Kilmer sitting next to him. And then he said suddenly they started bonding because they were <laughs> able to bond over anger. And Val Kilmer, such a great actor, particularly Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, jeez. Oh, I love I mean, that. I like that. Yeah, but when you hear about I was of, Hollywood or Disney, I was thinking of bringing that movie to the podcast. Uh, the documentary I would love it. to see it. I had not The documentary is great. Uh, I saw airplane. The airplane was a revelation when it came out. Yeah. Airplane was, I mean, it took it just it just killed it killed and and everybody quoted you know that whole don't call me Shirley right a hospital what is it a big building with patients all that but that's stuff. not important right now it's just I mean we all were, it's it's just it's crazy Jim but, never has two cups of coffee at my house well now if you're not like you watch that now and you go how's nobody's gonna get that that's an old Sanka commercial or something I forget what the commercial was um and oh, then yeah, they that's didn't right. they I just, it just yeah well well yeah. what what that actress was the actress who was in the original commercial for that they didn't know that when they hired her <laughs> but she was and the Barbara person who Billingsley, actually said that in the commercial. Wow. Barbara Billingsley and those oh, guys, those those African American actors, sat around and tried to figure. They created that whole jive. Well, thing. the Zuckers wrote the jive talk originally. Yeah, but it was like, and they gave it to the white guy jive talk. Like, well, no, what, what is this? This is so they actually wrote their own dialogue. And Barbara Billingsley, they actually wanted uh, Harriet Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, but she she didn't want to do it, and she regrets it. Um, but Barbara Billingsley just wasn't getting it, so the three of them went up to lunch and and workshopped it, and it it's one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Which and she, she uh, her career. Went, I speak jive. Yeah, I yeah, guess her she did a lot more after the roof. that. Yeah, um, and the guys were great about it. They loved it. They they had their own language. They said, "Slap a piece of port on the side." <laughs> Love that. And uh, yeah, and auto autopilot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You gotta blow up, blow up you. <laughs> that's the thing about it. it's just. I mean, that's well, Leslie, Leslie Nielsen when he walks in and sees her, and just the look on his face, and then he just turns around and leaves. It's just so funny. And the woman is like, "Um, you know, we're gonna die, and I'm 27, and I'm not married." Uh, that's and the best. The woman comes in, "We're gonna die, but at least I have a husband." <laughs> I mean, it's so. It's so it's so brilliant and oh, I loved it. My favorite gag. I got sorry to interrupt, but is when the woman's panicking and the person comes up and shakes her, and then he comes in and hits her. That is all in. That's all in zero hour. That's in zero hour. They keep coming back to the lady. But the actress, the actress is the one who suggested let's get a big long line of people. It was only supposed to be two of them that slap her. She said it'd be funny if he had a big long line, and, and he, apparently uh, Leslie Nielsen actually hit her yeah. by mistake, and he felt terrible about it. But that's did that's another big. Did she get what? hurt? She, she was. I mean, it hurt, you know, because she got slapped. Ask Chris Rock, but she was fine. Well, and the she nun was, was played by the Same nun was um, yeah, uh, Maureen McGovern. Maureen, and did you hear that the song that she sings when she pops the yeah. was written by by one of the Peter Paul and Mary guys, yeah. and he wrote it Absolutely. as a song for a friend's wedding. And I was pissed off when he saw the film because they're making a uh, joke out of that song. What's the well, song? they had to get the rights to it. There's they got the rights. No, he had given he had given up the rights. Oh, I see. So they got it. But when he saw it, he's like, then he was pissed off that he gave up the rights because that's well, how they, they used there it. was a nun in one of the airplane movies. I think it was Helen Reddy. Yeah, they yeah. wanted Helen Reddy to play the nun. Well, Zero but Hour her was studio directed, wouldn't let her do it. Zero Hour was directed Why? by because they, they didn't want the making. They didn't want someone from the actual airport movies making fun of the yeah, airport. The movies. airport movies were written by the same guy that wrote Zero Hour. Too. Yeah, Alex, I forget his hey, which, name. Uh, Alex Haley. Ha- Alex Haley. Yeah, which would have been funny. I think that would have been funny. But even that scene when the little girl Jill Wynn. Yeah. Well, she's no, singing. It's there's there's so many. It's such and a everyone's movie. like. And David Leisure was one of the uh, one oh, of the Joe Harry Azuzu. Krishna guys. Joe Azuzu. Yeah, Joe Azuzu was oh, one yeah. of the Harry Krishna oh, guys. Oh, I recognized him. I yeah. yeah. David Leisure. Well, he was friends with uh, the the uh, uh, the lead guy. What's his name? Robert Hayes. Yeah, that's how that's how he got hooked up on the film. Debbie, how about you? I want to hear from you. What'd oh you think? Oh my gosh, John! This this movie was so much fun. We we watched it uh, when Friday, <laughs> so we're watching it and we are laughing out loud to each other. It was like so. It's good to laugh, 
And, Absolutely. But the joke, you know, the thing that I didn't realize, it was a remake yeah. of uh, Zero Hour, which for Not a, a I'm definitely going to dive into that. It yeah. makes it, it was, so much funnier, too, when you realize that schlocky dialogue they used comes straight from that other movie. I'm telling now, Ralph, you, you say it's not a remake? It is. No. It, well. I can't. you got to well, watch. you got to watch Zero Hour. Is. The storyline is the same. It's the same. The yeah, the fish. Right down yeah. the fish. But, story, here, here, fish. Isn't that, but isn't that comic? I mean, isn't that the idea of them doing that comical in itself? Oh, you know no, what like I, mean? I said. Oh. They're geniuses. It's a genius move. But it's not their genius. It's somebody else's genius. That- well, no, someone to see the comedy in that movie is what's yeah. genius. Yeah. And what's, to flip it, what's to the flip the it the joke? way they flipped it. And what's to- the funniest joke? Oh, man. What is that's- the funniest joke in the whole world? In, in the whole world? Isn't that the aristocrats? Yeah, the funniest thing. The funniest yes. concept is a you, you know, we laugh at people, right? What is, what is the funniest thing that I could think of that movie? Is saying airplane. Um, absurdity. It's all absurd humor. It's all absurd. No, these people are all serious. Yeah, well, well that, that's, that's what, see, that's, that's what makes it funny. funny. Right. You that's know, the gene. What they did, the genius was to go with serious actors. Right. And yes. to play it serious. Yes. Right. And, and Peter Graves, what, you were saying Peter Graves, he's like, why would I be in this? You guys need a comedian. No, 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 no. No. We, there's a reason no. we want you here. And you're going to do these lines, and it's going to get a laugh. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, that's the one place where they break the fourth wall, and it's genius when they pull. And when he grabbed that kid, that wasn't scripted, and the kid, the kid was scared for real. Yeah. (laughs) And this movie teaches so much about you know our our humanity, because when you when you say like. In life, you make a mistake or something, you know, you first you try to cover it up or something. But if you just come right out and say, oh, that was a bad mistake I made. Well, look, they showed you the know? old lady hangs herself, right? Yeah. The the the, the Asian guy guts himself, right? The, the, when they're listening to this, the story. You got of the, the Indian guy, guy putting, you know, gasoline on himself. Like, they were getting everything. Yeah. They Did show come- Israel with the big. You know, the beard and the... Yeah, air is real. Because you don't want serious. People don't want to hear the serious stuff. You want to laugh, you know, wow. just like casual people. They, you, just, you talk about laugh. lightning in a bottle. That film was lightning in a bottle. Because yes, I don't is. even think... They didn't even direct the sequel. The, the, no, the, they, they hate uh, that. They, yeah, David Zucker says one of the things he hates most is when people come up to him and say, Oh, I loved Airplanes, the funniest movie. And then they mention something from yeah. the second film. He goes, oh, that's like an arrow in my heart. Yeah, they never. He said, I read. They never seen seen it, but well, because they just redid Airplane, except in space, and they didn't think we we did everything we could think of in the first movie. That's why. That's why they went so different with Top Secret. Yeah, it was different. They wanted to do something really different. Yeah. Well, you know, um, what's up, Tiger Lily? Oh, I love that. Is that that a remake? That's not. Is that a remake? I mean, he did what he did was take an actual movie yeah. and redub it, it, rewrite yeah. it. So, but is that a remake? I mean, it, if Airplane is is really a remake of Zero Hour, is that the same thing? Um, you know, that's an interesting question because it's sort of like reconstituting. It's sort of like um, fair use. You can yeah. use something provided it's an you make an entirely different work out of it. It's like orange juice, OJ. <laughs> is that really just is orange juice? OJ yeah. Simpson. That's a Marmosa, right? Really, was he a football player or an actor? Or I don't. We don't know. Um, it's all of them. He's all three. All, all of the above. <laughs> he was very diverse. Yes. Also, an, also an armed robber. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> well-rounded and a prison prisoner. Yeah, and an ad pitchman. But the, but even the leads like Julie Haggerty, oh, uh, so who. Cute. I've seen her like uh, Lost in America. I love oh, her she's in that movie. Great in that. But she was just even the way she played it was just you know like that uh, that scene in the uh, the club when they start dancing. You know, even that scene comes out of left field. Yeah, and she's all you know. Or when so I sincere about it, when I sit on my face, I sit on your when face. I sit and wriggle on your face, face. and I wiggle. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, no, it's even it's, the old uh, lady. She's lovely girl, nice figure, supple breasts. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. I will tell she you that was, the thing she that was got also the- great in uh, Freddie Got Fingered. I think you guys <laughs> all know that American <laughs> no. classic. Was well, she actually in that? Yeah. 
I don't know. I only watched like five minutes of it. What were you going to say, Sean? His career. You were going to say something, Sean. I'll tell you the thing that got the biggest laugh when I saw it in the theater. It's when they go to the disco station at the tower and it says, yeah, where disco lives. And it knocks the tower oh, yeah. over. Yeah. I mean, literally, yeah, literally, disco's going to live go forever. Right. Disco's going to live disco forever. forever. People yeah. literally stood up and cheered. I mean, literally. I know. I know. But, but Ralph, you no. said something. You said something that's so true. The lines from this movie. Think about the lines. Like, how many people say, I picked the wrong day to quit sniffing glue? <laughs> that's, <laughs> I mean, that's straight from. That's straight from uh, no. He says I picked a bad week to quit. It's Sterling Hayden. Sterling Hayden is awesome. Who's playing? Who's playing Robert Stack's part? Wow, Robert Robert Stack is playing Sterling Hayden. Yeah, Yeah. but he's I picked a bad week to quit smoking, (laughs) and they just you know kept piling on, piling on. No, it's bad um, week to quit amphetamines. (laughs) No, and the uh, don't call me Shirley. I mean that it's also listed in uh, all the uh, the top ten comedy movies of all time. This is listed in the that list. It should be some like it hot's in that list. So that tells you where this fits uh in in the genre but you're right ralph uh, the top films of that decade it was number one yeah it's definitely better than young frankenstein so definitely that is not true i was just gonna say ralph's right mel brooks but time out here that's a low blow ben mel brooks did it uh before he's doing that for the clicks but this was very clicked. different than the, even the Mel Brooks movies, I think. It was so rapid fire, and there was so much going on. Well, he does. He, You know, they do what Mel Brooks – you know, there's a whole other cut of this film that goes on for three hours where they got rid really? of all the jokes that didn't work. They have a ton of jokes that didn't work. You've they, seen that version? They were testing – no, I uh, listen to what oh. they said. They were testing oh. this film all kinds of places, and there were lots of stuff that just didn't didn't make it. Uh, and same with Mel. When you watch Mel Brooks stuff, when he's doing these spoofy things, there's stuff that, you know, some of it yeah. works, some of it doesn't. Yeah. They put it in anyway. Um, and that's the genius. You know, I I, don't, I just think the timing was right. Because, you know, all those airport movies kept coming. That's part of it. We had airport, airport 70-something, airport Concord, airport 77, Charlton Heston. The one where they go under the water. George Kennedy. Yeah, that was George these, Kennedy. They were trying to get Heston and Kennedy to do this one. Right. And Universal they wanted to. Would, right. Universal, Universal wouldn't, wouldn't let, let them do it. Because they were right. attached right. to that. And they didn't want to make fun of those films. But those films, Towering Inferno. Think about all the disaster films that were coming out. But they couldn't make another airport movie after this movie came out. Yeah. And they didn't. Because How it would have been, people would have laughed at it based on you? this movie. How could you? Airport 79, The Concord. But I have such more appreciation for this film after seeing zero hour i swear to god i just it's like a revelation right 1980 how old am i now i'm 60 years old and i just i just cannot get over this other film i want you guys to watch it because we you will, will, we will. you'll but you'll now- you'll laugh as much as you did during airplane because you're going to recognize everything <laughs> that's going on all the characters it's unbelievable even okay. johnny you know johnny the weird yeah. dude that they kept yeah flipping throughout i can make a hat of it i can make right that guy that guy's in here but he's serious he's he's not you know okay but now but now i have to um address something a very important issue okay john had brought it up earlier in the podcast when he said something about something bad about disco and i was wondering if you guys it's the elephant in the room because he said that um People hated disco. They Oof. did. 1980, they did. 1980, they hated disco. It was Remember the they blew up all those disco records in a baseball stadium? Somewhere? Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. This is, this is something from Ohio. We, we, would, we would never, you know, we, we like have disco as like a part of our time in our minds. It was fabulous. That's why you left Ohio. It was fabulous for a short, a, a couple of years. No, by 1980. Ooh, no, yeah. no, no, no. By yeah, 1980, it was dead. It no. was dead. People Not in Ohio, but everywhere else. I got my, I got my job. At, I, I came here to Baltimore in 1980. So maybe it died. I don't know, but in my mind, it was there forever. I mean, it's, it's still with disco. Me. Well, that's, that, no, disco yeah, that's, that's in your mind. That is in your mind. No, I love disco. Well, and, no, I mean, yeah. I love that era. I love the idea. Era. Friday and Sarah, Saturday, you got in your disco clothes and went dancing. and that Never was, liked that music. 
No, but there was Never definitely the a back. There was a backlash. I, I like the Bee Gees. I like Santa. I think people were sick of the Bee Gees, sick yeah. of disco. By well, well, by nineteen eighty, they definitely were. Nineteen seventy, nineteen eighty. That's yeah. when they were blowing up records. Yeah. Were, that's why this was such a great joke. Yeah. It was such a prescient joke at the time. If I could well, I'll tell you I love what. that. All the tropes. Stop disco. I have two albums. One's a double album. Saturday Night Saturday Night Fever. Classic. Everyone's got that album. And the Casablanca Night Records Greatest Hits. You don't need another disco album. Everything you need is on one of those we two albums. We need more of the disco. The disco's got to come back. Oh, disco I is do maybe, if anything, disco is not dead. Young people. Young people out there. Lot, Deb, as long as it's in your mind, it's not dead. Right. All right. Do we need to rate this or is this all? No, I think Drew. Drew might be the outlier here. It might be a big. It might be a yippee no, I, I think it's funny. It's a good movie. It's yeah. funny. What's your what you what's rate? your uh, what's your uh, rating? It's yippee ki yay. I mean, it's oh. a comedy classic. Okay. Ah, there you go, Chris. Uh-oh. He's, he's uh muted. oh. Oh, you're muted. Oh, there you go. Yippee ki yay. I'm all for it. Uh, Sean and Debbie, yippee ki what? Yippee ki yay. She definitely liked it better than Kentucky Fried Movie. Yeah, Kentucky Fried Movie is a tricky one. That's, that's Ke- you know. Kentucky Fried Movie is hit or miss. Yeah, you know what there's some things that work really well, and there's some things that don't yeah, work out. But Catholic, Catholic, Catholic school girls get in trouble. Get in trouble. Like if you're a man or a, or a boy, um, I think you probably like it. It brings something of a re- remembrance in your mind about what happened at those times where yeah, you were fascinated with those It's a boner movie. Show me your dick. Show me your nuts. Show me your nuts. Yeah, Debbie, lots of, uh, lots of religion in air, airport, airplane. Okay, you've give got, me one example, Ralph. You've got, you got a nun. You've yes. Got, uh, you've got the Jehovah Witness coming up in the airport. You've got oh, the little uh, figure, the little figure yeah. on the dashboard that covered its little, eyes. Little Saint Joseph Jesus. or Saint yeah. Christopher? Christopher, I think it was. I don't think yeah. it was Jesus. Um, you got the big uh, Jewish jet with the with the beard and the scarf, right? Air oh, yeah. Israel. Yeah. What else? What else we got? Air a Israel. Lot, a lot of stuff going on there. No, El oh, you know who El what? Debbie pointed El out El something that I never noticed. I've seen this film. That's Jimmy Walker. Yeah, yeah JJ, Jimmy. Yeah, he was. I just never noticed it was him. Yeah. I always Dynamite. thought it was a funny bit. Oh, John, I can't believe you didn't mention this. One of the guys up there with uh, Robert Stack was the guy from The Thing from Another World. Oh, I, yeah, Kenneth Toby. The yeah, lead actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Wait, wait. I did know that. I, I was going to mention that, too. Yeah. See, because uh, everyone knows Thing from Another World is a great movie. Right. That's why. Okay. It's a classic. Okay, let's let's trying to remember my memory what is it the lead uh, actor from a thing from another world which is the kenneth toby who played the captain or not, the, ca- not the, the carrot what is the, the, the alien the alien oh, who came down remember the one the the one that i brought that forty thousand people have looked at uh he came he was a walking carrot and they ended up they ended up electrocuting yeah, him at the end. That was your first real one after the yeah. Jeopardy. You yeah. came in because you liked the. Listen, um, I was thrilled when I saw Joe Azuzu in there. I'm like, holy, that's Joe Azuzu. David Leisure. Yeah, he's you know. Well, you know, there's another movie that I don't know if it would have gotten the uh, opportunity to exist if Airplane hadn't started this, and that's Hollywood Shuffle. Oh yeah. And um, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Because yeah. those were yeah. straight spoof films. Same of, idea. Of, yeah. You know the depictions of black people and their an absolute riot, funny movies. So again, Hollywood Shuffle is hilarious. Calls back to a different thing. Dynamite. Oh my god, exploitation films. Yeah, I see. I would, I would lean more into that as an airplane than the Hollywood. I think Mel Mel Brooks. I think Mel Brooks started. I I still go back. Mel Brooks is the. I concur. The DNA of all these other spoof airplane is scary movie and. Like the absurd, the absurd kind of, you know, uh, humor. I think those yeah, other ones are a little more, more like um, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein. In yeah. the sense that it's trying to be the thing that it is. Yes, right. That's right. It's an homage. Black Dynamite's doing the same thing. Um, where like scary. Thank yeah. you, John. Right. That's the fancy word, homage. Now, let's Were talk there about- any tropes? Plenty of tropes. Yeah, lots of tropes. Let's talk about the word homage. It, that sounds like a French word. I think it is. I believe it is. We. Oui. That's why the H is silent. Okay. All right. Now, Drew, All what right. Is John, it, your what rating is Yippie Kai, I assume. I picked it, Ralph. So you uh, know me. Surely uh, you're joking. I'm not joking. Don't Shirley, call me Shirley. Shirley. All right. 
Ralph? Oh, but I forgot the other spoof film since we're talking about Bruce Willis. Uh, Hudson Hawk. Oh, wait, uh, that wasn't a spoof. He was I love Hudson Hawk. I'll tell you what, uh, the scene where, they, uh, where they're singing Swing on a Star. Right, when they rob, and they rob. That yeah. is a great scene. Yeah. That's, that is other, the whole that, movie. other than that, that movie is bad. Right. Bad movie. And he directed that, by the way. He did? Yeah. 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 It has Wills written all over it. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't direct it. Yeah, I thought he did. I, th- I didn't don't know he? I he thought did. it was Michael Lehman, the guy who did Heathers, which is why I went to see it. And Ooh, so- oh, yeah, I, think right on I that. thought he yeah. directed that. Ah, I that think like, I think de facto he directed it, which is why it he bombed. May, I was about to say he may have de facto. That's a good way of putting it, uh, Ralph. Ralph that's okay. Show me your shirt. Um, that's that's a Ralph shirt you're wearing. Stand exactly. up. There you go. I, I like there that. I am. Show me Ralph. that beard. There you go. I just got to wear the glasses. But. um yeah, no, I think it may have been one of those things. I even heard uh, Joel Silver, the producer on Hudson Hawk, who was like, he was he, I don't, he didn't want to do it. It was one of those things where he was like, I made a deal to say I will produce one film. If you're in another film that he wanted to do, he's like, it was like he's, it was basically like it was the only movie I produced that I didn't, I didn't really want to do. And I think, yeah, I think Bruce Willis was so big at the time that he just said, "This is what I want." Right, and that was a huge budgeted movie too. Yeah, yeah. And uh Yeah, Bruce Willis wrote the story. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So all right. Well let's move on. Let's uh see who's uh, next. Ralph, you give it a yippee ki yay. I don't did oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now right. I want all of you guys to watch Zero Hour, please. We will and let's have a we'll have a and again, side I'm gonna put the link. That. I'm gonna put a link to the YouTube comparison and nice. uh below the comment section. Uh so, but you, if to get that, you got to subscribe, hit the notification button, and share it. Like it's it. almost as funny as Airplane. I swear, it is almost as funny. Great drama. Um, yeah. Right down to the, you know, uh, uh, Mike from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's in this movie. He does. He's the guy that's yeah. always looking at the microwave. Yeah, that yeah. scene is in this. What an asshole! He's up. He's up. Yeah. <laughs> it's what the same asshole. scene. It's the exact same scene. The guy's in a leather jacket. Yeah, they just stole from this film. It's amazing. So watch it, and then we'll talk about it again off site because you know whatever. All right. All right. Well, yeah, I got battery you. Is uh, another form of. Um, I think they stole. I don't think it's. I think they actually stole. Imitation is the highest form yeah, of flattery. That's what they say, but I think they stole. All right. Here we go. Three down on the, to three. On the wheel. The cat one. The cat one. It's Drew. Drew. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to do it because that cat is dead. So oh, I'm sorry. oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to bring it up. Uh, he had a good long life. He's a good okay, boy. Okay, good. Unlike this cat, which I don't know if you noticed me making faces. This cat farted. <laughs> it was so bad, and I was like, "I'm trying to do a show here. What are you doing?" And she just looked at me like, "I'm the princess. I can do whatever I want." So, yes, I will come up with a movie and let you know. Um, I'll try to come up with something lighthearted, fun. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, with a message. Lighthearted and fun. Expand John's movie horizons. Oh, here we go. I (laughs) can't wait for this. John, you had your one happy film. Now we're going back. This is how we do. We're trying to get you to watch, you know. I'll watch whatever I need to watch, Ralph. That's fine. There's films out there that you just no, watch. I, no, I, I like to feel miserable after I watch a film. So, yes. <laughs> oh, then I should, bring, should I bring the gray zone? That's a fun Ralph, one. The gray zone? Oh, the gray zone. I must confess, the one time, the only time that I could not watch a film on this program is The Vanishing. I understand that. I didn't realize I you had such a reaction the first time it. you saw that. I still would have brought it anyway because I just think it's a brilliant <laughs> well, it's film. Not, it's not about me. It's no. never about me. No, it's about the podcast, right? About disco. There's a disco, disco lives. That's right. Disco. Disco You guys lives ever forever. seen Mystery Men? Yeah, what's I love up, Mystery what's, Men. What's up, Tiger Lily? Disco is not dead. It is not dead. Yeah. Not dead. Mr. Right. Furious. So, Drew, give us a you know couple days. Let us know. Um, Everybody. I will uh, pick something. It probably uh, won't be Tenet, but I'll come up with something that uh, is worth seeing and that everyone will have a strong uh, emotional engagement with. That's my goal. Now we've already done promising on woman, so we can't do that again. Okay. Is that a, is that a, is that a rule? I thought we could do that for the live. Oh, you can pick whatever movie you want, Drew. Yeah. That's my yeah. rule. That's my rule. So 
All right, everybody. Have a good week. See y'all. Um, everybody, good thoughts for Bruce Willis, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Bruce, mother. Bruce, we're all here. Uh, yeah. You Check out moonlighting. Lot. Check out moonlighting. You mean a lot to us, and uh, yes, good luck. Do, Bruce. Okay. All right. Everybody, have a nice week. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. Yes.